Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Into the Fryer, Ramblings from the Kitchen. I'm Matt Hewitt, your host. I want to welcome everybody to this lovely Thursday, July 26th. And uh, thank you for listening. Bienvenidos a todos a escuchar mi podcast de Into the Fryer, Ramblings from the Kitchen. And I wanted to, uh, I said thank you for listening, and I really do want to thank you. It, it's This has been such a fun journey and learning experience. I'm learning about myself, learning about uh, life, learning about how to express myself clearly and fluently and with fluidity. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I wanted to uh, let you know... <laughs> I, I had to take a few weeks off because I had to decompress because of the angst and anger and anxiety I was feeling surrounding the uh, surrounding the um, uh, immigration issues and how the, the that is affecting the food and restaurant industry as a whole. And, and oddly enough, uh, now there's a whole another set of issues. Uh, you know, talking about um, it, you know, there's a whole other set of issues um, about the tariffs that are happening and how it's affecting farmers and the meat industry and shit is just going fucking wild right now. And it's and it's I had to like push back a little bit and remove myself from that. So I could get back to like enjoying the summer and enjoying what the podcast is about. Not that I and let me let me preface this and say not that I don't didn't enjoy talking about the immigration issues and the people that I worked with over the years, but you know I could I could go down a whole rabbit hole and get to a really dark place really quickly where all I all I see is red. And that's not good for anybody, especially me. So, that being said, I wanted to talk about what everyone's doing uh on the grills and this summer and what what people are cooking. I can tell you for myself, I love grilling. I love slow cooking. Uh I love doing like traditional barbecue, you know, low and slow over over mesquite or applewood or hickory. You know, it ju- it just depends on uh, what what you're doing. I also love firing up some freaking coals and cooking over an open flame, uh, making hand pressed burgers, uh, marinated chicken thighs, you know, whatever it is. And yes, I said chicken thighs. Get the f out of here with your chicken breast. Sorry, look, we're we're talking about chicken, right? So whether it's a thigh or a breast, like you're you're pretty lean either way. So why don't you go with the option that has a little bit more flavor and a little bit more forgiving when you're grilling it, and just overall better piece of meat? Go with a thigh instead of a breast, because come on, you guys all know breasts can get really chalky really dry and really unpleasant really quickly. So 
that's my take on chicken thighs and breast. Breast take to marinades really well. Uh, they more forgiving. They taste better. They just taste better. Anyway, what are you guys cooking this this summer? How was your Fourth of July? What did you do? Did you spend time with family? Did you guys uh, freaking get outside? Did you go camping? Did you fire up your little camp stove? What what were you guys doing? I'd love to hear what some of you out there were doing. You know, there's a way that you guys can give feedback if you go and listen on the Anchor FM or the Anchor app. I believe there's a little place where you could leave me voice messages and let me know what you guys are doing. Or give me feedback. Maybe you want an idea for a show. You have an idea that you, or something that you want me to talk about. So there's that. But I, I have uh, recently been on a little bit of a of a pork baby back rib kick, and man, I've I have this old school like, I mean this smoker. It's like a double barrel smoker that's probably 400 years old, and I don't use it very often to smoke because really like if I'm gonna do something in that smoker. I usually am trying to do some pork butt, uh, and it takes forever, man. And it's a labor of love, and I need like a couple of days to to do it. Not a not necessarily a couple of days to to do the whole thing, but a couple of days because it takes like about 14 hours or so, maybe a little bit less, uh, depending on how the you know what temperature you can hold hold the smoker at, but like my smoker is in need of a smoke box and it's like one of those things where it's really touch and go and got to check it every couple of hours. So like if you started at night, you know, you're, you're not really sleeping very well. You get a nap here and a nap there and you're up and you're mopping and you're freaking checking your stuff. Um, which now, like I've done that enough times to know like, Oh, Hey, that's why freaking some barbecue restaurants aren't open every single day like there's ones that you know oh they're only open four days a week and the other three days they're like recovering from from having worked the smoker for so long but as technology evolves uh, those things are getting easier to do and you see the advent of like traeger grills uh by the way traeger is not a sponsor of my show i don't have any sponsors yet so don't worry about that i just don't want to get into trouble with anybody um and it, so, like, I've been on a pork baby back rib kick because they're pretty simple, and you can do them in the oven. And don't start with me about, oh, you chef, why are you using that? Dude, come on. We all live life. Like, I wanted to be able to have some ribs, I, I you know, and not have to, like, babysit my smoker. So here, I'm going to give you guys an actual cooking tip and technique so your baby back ribs first you know you have to peel that membrane off the back and it's a little bit of pain in the ass but what I do is I use my fingernail and I kind of get a little bit of a corner up on one side and then a paper towel a dry paper towel like and I'll grab that it allows you to kind of grab that membrane really easily and, and pull it off while you're doing it now then you want to whatever kind of rub you use I found this one uh, Trader Joe's rub that I really like. Dot dot dot. Trader Joe's does not sponsor my show. 
Maybe they will someday. Who knows? Um, but I found this one. It's got a little coffee in it and some herbs and different things. But you can doctor those up. You can make your own completely. You can find a recipe on the on the World Wide Web's. Um, you know, a lot of the barbecue and grill companies have their own. I mean, maybe your local barbecue place has a dry rub that they sell. I don't know. But, there, you know, you can, you can like, that's the, that's the thing that makes barbecue unique to the regions and to people is that everyone's got their own little twist of their spice rub or how they make their barbecue sauce or what's in their barbecue sauce. Um, anyway. I digress. So you uh, peel that membrane off, whatever dry rub. You can do it 48 hours in advance. You can do it, you know, a day in advance. You could do it 10 minutes before you put them in. It doesn't matter to me. Um, if I'm really doing something that I want, like, to make, if I'm not just doing, like, a Sunday afternoon to throw together, hey, let's make some ribs, Um like I'll do like a couple of days ahead with a dry rub. And so you want to wrap those ribs in foil, like with a nice tight seal, and then place them on a like a baking sheet with the bone side up. Bone side up is super, super important. Um, and I found that 200 degrees uh Depending on the size of the ribs, like minimum of four hours, you may have to go five. Uh, very few cases that I've seen where you've had to go longer than that. But if you do go longer than that, I mean, just know like the meat's going to, you know, the slower you cook it, the more it's going to tend to separate. So there, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you don't want to have it where it just everything falls apart and you have like pulled pork because you do need want to be able to like cut a rib and then like it should it should be able to just pull away from the bone you know with a nice easy bite but so four to five hours 200 degrees bone side up take them out of the oven let them rest for about a half hour 20 minutes you can let them rest longer doesn't matter. Um, and then you open those little foil packets up and you drain out all the liquid and then you could finish them in the oven or you could finish them on your grill. Uh, if you're finishing them in the oven, then you're going to go 350 uh, with whatever barbecue sauce on and then meat side up, 350, 10 minutes, boom, brush again, put them back in 10 minutes pull them out and do that for 50 minutes, five zero, and then let them sit for a little bit and then should have some beautiful, glorious ribs. If you're going to finish them on the, on the grill, then you can, you know, you want to let the coals get down a little bit, not too hot because that uh, barbecue sauce has sugar in it. Sometimes your rubs have sugar in them tend to caramelize really quickly and you don't want them to go too fast because then they'll burn and be bitter. Anyway, they get a nice little like like I did some ribs the other night and um, and uh, they get like a nice little lacquery shiny finish to them. Oh man, they're so delectable. And then they start to cool down a little bit and it gets a little sticky, sticky, icky, icky. And uh, you, you, yeah, I'm I'm like salivating right now thinking about thinking about those ribs I made.
In any case, um, I love freaking cooking in the summertime outdoors. I love firing up the grill. I usually, I do that maybe like three times a week, sometimes more. Um, I love making tacos. I love grilling steaks, pork chops, you name it. I love grilling vegetables. One of my favorite things to grill is, is asparagus. Do you guys like asparagus? I freaking love it. Makes your pee stink. I don't know what that is, but, man, asparagus on the grill is a little, like, pepper, a little lemon juice. Outstanding. Um, anyway, I was uh, I was talking to someone earlier about um, flank steak versus skirt steak versus beef flap meat. You're like, flap meat, what the hell is that? Um, flap meat is a, it comes from the same area as a skirt and a flank. And so, you know, that area of the, of the steer is going to have like a, a heavily striated, um, muscles. And so, uh, it's always, it, now because of the, the advent of so many Mexican restaurants and Latin American cuisine, the, there's a, a heavier price on like flank steak and skirt steak. And so then the next cut that people started to use was called flap meat. F-L-A-P, flap. Um, and even now that's gotten up, you know, gone up in price considerably. Uh, but all similar cuts, great. You'll Those are kind of the typical cuts that you'll see um, in carnicerias for like, like arrachera or steak ranchero or they'll thin slice it for your carne asada and oh i also forgot the the hang hanger steak is also good or a hanging tender is also a good good cut for that um i love making tacos love making you know, I, I grew up on mexican food and I, I i've told people this for a long long time as i could eat mexican food uh, for every meal every meal like Seven, twenty-four-seven, three sixty-five. I don't know if you guys have that same love and desire for Mexican cuisine like I do, but I could eat Mexican Latin American cuisine all the freaking time. Seriously, I love I love making guacamole. In fact, I have a tattoo of a guacamole recipe on my arm, along with a pico de gallo recipe. But um, you should you should uh, ask me about it sometime. Maybe when we start like doing like a uh, video with the podcast, I'll show you guys my tattoo. But for those of you that know me, know what it looks like. I've got, and I also have a pig butcher's chart tattooed on my arm. But I've got a lime, a, a chile, um, an avocado. I've got a red onion. Uh, I've got some garlic and an heirloom tomato. And I did. So the garlic and the tomato would be designated solely for my pico de gallo. And I will never, ever put a tomato in my guacamole, personally. Um, I just don't. I don't see the need for it. But lime, chile, avocado. And I my tattoo is not completely finished, so you didn't hear me say cilantro, but cilantro... Um, and then of course salt, you need salt because food doesn't come with flavor. But anyway, anyway, 
Um, it's been a nice little respite, a lot, nice little time to take a break. Um, and, I, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad for being able to put the podcast out there and voice my opinion, because I think that sometimes um, we as individuals don't get the opportunity or we don't create platforms to, to put our voice out there. And, and um, it's important that we, that we, uh, that we voice what we feel, you know, sometimes you, you know, most of the time you, you want to say things gently, but sometimes you have to scream from the fucking rooftops and scream from the mountaintops about what's happening. And uh, the, <laughs> I'm going to take a deep breath because the moment I start to talk about it, I get like my emotions get really worked up. And one of the reasons why I took a couple of weeks off to, to like let myself remember like, Hey, this is about, you know, this is about food and, and, uh, but, but the food industry is about food. Man. Woo! I just yawned that, uh, that deep breath brought on a yawn. Um, but the food industry is about food and people. Food is about people. And unfortunately in our country, you know, we're having a big we're having a big people problem right now. And it's and it's sad. But I digress. I digress. Um I don't know, man. I'm just rambling today. I just it's it's nice to be back in the saddle. Uh it's nice to come and talk to you guys for a little bit. I don't have much more to say except I, I would love to hear back from from some of you out there, whether it's whether it's on a, a, a Facebook post or a, or an Instagram you know comment or on Twitter. Uh, at on Twitter, I, I will tell you my my Twitter is Matt Dude on Food M A T T D U D E O N F O D D Matt Dude on Food. I'm probably going to change it here, but I have a, a long. I've had that Twitter handle for a long time, so I just have a link in my bio to the to the episodes. But we can be found on any on almost anything that you can find a podcast on. I think you can find Into the Fryer Ramblings from the Kitchen podcast. Let me know, man. Let me know if you have an idea for a show or a topic that you'd like to cover. Um, I think I gave you my first cooking tip since I started. That was about the freaking, uh, well, I gave you two in, actually in this episode. One was about ribs, doing them in the oven. The other was about guacamole. Don't put any fucking tomatoes in there. And I actually gave you another pointer. Grill your thighs. Don't eat chicken breast. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm rambling and getting, my, I can tell like I'm getting all jumpy and I'm going back and forth between a bunch of different things. So it's probably about time for me to wrap it up. I just want to get back into the saddle, like I said, and say hey to everyone, let you know that uh, it's fun to be back. And we will be getting back at you next week and staying regular on the schedule. So look for us. Talk to me. You can reach out to me on, on any social media platform um, when, I post my, when I post my deal. And uh, thanks for listening. Until then, take care.